Hello, everyone. I hope you guys can he- can hear me. Um, we're not having any issues here, like uh, sometimes on the second floor in the Spanish ministry. But uh, as you all know, we started that Spanish ministry just two months ago. God has been good and uh, big blessings on, on, on that uh, ministry. Uh, keep praying for that. So um, it's just great to be here at church, right, on Wednesday. Another Wednesday, another week, another uh, day of life that God has given us. So it's been just great. I'm always grateful to be here at church and uh, to have the, um, uh, be able to come to church, right? So um, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to start with a brief presentation of who I am. I know that uh, I'm not here too much, but I, know, I also hope that you understand when I, uh, when I speak. I know my English is not perfect, but uh, hopefully you understand everything I have to say, okay? Uh, what I prepared is uh, obviously what God put in my heart and... Uh, um, you know, the Word of God is the one, and God is the one who is uh, actually going to talk to us, is going to teach us, and uh, as He did with me with this message. So, uh, yeah, I'm John Ordonez. Uh I came uh, the first time to White Oak Baptist Church in 2019. You know, yeah, as Brother Jim was saying, time flies. You know, it's like so quick, so quick. My kids are growing and, and right here in a great church. I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. So my wife and I came here uh, with my kids, uh, moving to the U.S. at that time, for different other reasons, uh, business-wise and stuff like that. But we were praying. For us, church is one of the, well, I'll say, uh, the most important thing in our lives. So uh, before we uh, looked for a place where we're going to live, we were praying a lot to, to, find, to find a church. I remember that a missionary friend told me, hey, uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to find a good church. So, but God put in my heart, uh, well, if God is moving you there, he's going to show you a good church. He's going to guide you to a good church. So I remember I came to this area um, after praying and praying, and then we, I, I found White Oak Baptist Church. God guided me here, and I'm just grateful for that. Right now, I'm a, a, by the grace of the Lord, I'm a deacon here at church, and also I'm a preacher at the Spanish ministry. Right now, that's uh, running uh, around 30 to, uh, I don't know, average about 40 people every week, I would say. So it's a, it's a big, big blessing. And uh, I didn't plan that, right? I didn't plan. It was, not, it was not in my plans. I just wanted to come to a good church. I wanted to preach the gospel. I wanted to, to, uh, to preach and talk about the Bible. And I wanted to have the opportunity to, uh, to serve. But I never uh, expected that I was going to be serving like that. However... I was uh, I studied a lot in, in the Bible and all that in, in Costa Rica and uh, so you know God God has plans for all of us and I think uh, I, when you have a heart for God He's gonna put you to do something right and sometimes those things are bigger than you ever expected so <laughs> keep praying for that and um, it is an honor to be part of this church uh, we should uh, be grateful to God for this church honestly we're in a church that, a church that wants to teach and preach the Word of God, and a church that wants to do God's will. I'm also grateful for our pastor, a man with a, a, with a heart for the Lord, a pastor that loves his flock, and a pastor that loves the gospel and cares for the lost. I just love everything. To be honest, I just love everything we do here at White Oak Baptist Church, and everything that is happening here within our church lately. All the different ministries and the effort everyone puts on helping this church to move forward for God's glory. I really thank God for that and the opportunity to be here. Uh, it is a true honor to be, you know, also to have met you. It's, it's, for me, it's a, it's a true honor. Many, many good friends and brothers and sisters 
that I have met here in these years. It is a huge privilege and an honor to preach God's word. I thank God for that. Each one of us that have the opportunity to preach God's word must be faithful to his word and to his commands. And, and those are my intentions tonight. Today's Bible study title is The Peacemakers. God wanted, to, God wanted us to be in peace with him, so he sent his son, our Lord, to reconcile us with him. He was the first true peacemaker. God never asked us to do something he has, he has not done yet. He always has done things and then he asked us to do it. So, Jesus Christ was our peace between us and, 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 and God. One of my favorite characters in the Bible is Moses. I don't know what your favorite character is in the Bible, but that's one of my favorite characters. And we can learn so much from his life, his obedience, and many other things. But for me, what impresses me the most is that he had a very close relationship with God. God himself called him my servant. So what a privilege is to be called a servant of God. Have you, have you thought about that? If you are serving the Lord in any way, you should be happy that you are serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the true and magnificent, merciful and loving God. I'm happy for the opportunity He has given me to be part of His servants. Many people dream about working in famous places or for famous people, but who wants to serve the Lord? Who wants to serve the Lord from the bottom of your heart? And who dreams about it? Look what God said about Moses on Numbers 12, chapter 12, verse 7. Numbers 12, verse 7 says, My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in darkest pitches. And similitude of the, of the Lord shall behold. Wherefore there, then, were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? When I think about this passage, I think about that conversation, talking to God mouth to mouth, face to face. Can you imagine that? With God himself having a chat. Can you imagine that? But you know what? We have the Bible, the Word of God. We listen to Him when we read the Bible. So if you're not reading the Bible daily, on a daily basis, you are missing a lot. You are not letting God tell you what He wants to tell you and are not letting God guide you as much as He would, as he would like. Moses in the Old Testament is a type of a type and a shadow of the role of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament. He was sent by God to rescue, to give redemption to his people, taking them from slavery in Egypt to freedom, to the freedom. A shadow to what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, who took us from slavery of sin to a new life and freedom from sin. Aren't you glad for salvation? Are you happy for salvation? I just can't stop thanking God for saving me. I can't stop praising the Lord for His grace and His love every day of my life. A Christian believer said this, It is not thy hold on Christ that saves thee. 
it is Christ. It is not thy joy in Christ that saves thee. It is Christ. It is not even thy faith in Christ. Though that be the instrument, it is Christ's blood and merit. So praise the Lord for His grace and salvation. We all have two options. We either are serving God or serving evil every day of our lives. There is no middle point. And as, and as a Christian believer, we need to make sure we are serving God in everything we do. If you're not a Christian, then come to Jesus and be saved. Today is your opportunity. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's start our Bible study. And we're going to look at three characteristics that we can learn from Moses that complement tonight's theme, the peacemakers. We know Moses made many mistakes, right? And we did, uh, he did very big mistakes, but still God used him. And he can use you as well. He can use any, anyone he pleases. For tonight, let's just focus on some of his best characteristics so we all can learn from Moses based on Numbers chapter 12, verse number 3. These characteristics, I think, are essential and play a big part for each one of us to be able to be peacemakers. Actually, I'm still working on this as well. I would love to be more of a peacemaker every day in every situation that comes to me. Let's please stand and put the Bible study in God's hands. And so we can read two passages. Exodus 3.11 and Numbers 12.3. So we can read it together. And then we can pray. Exodus chapter 3 verse 11. And also we're going to read Numbers chapter 12 verse 3. The Bible says, Exodus 3:11, and Moses said unto God, "Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt?" And then numbers 12:3 says, "Now the man Moses was very meek." You see, numbers 12:3. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face. Of the earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for the opportunity uh, to be here at church on Wednesday night. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to preach your word. Thank you for everybody that uh, is at church tonight and every family here represented. I just pray that you guide me to uh, teach and to preach your word. And also I pray for every single one here and people listening on the live stream uh, that you can touch their hearts and so they can do your will and they can put their faith and and, and uh, all their life in, in your hands. I put tonight in your hands, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. So what does it mean to be a peacemaker? What does it mean to be a peacemaker? The dictionary says, a person who brings about peace, especially by reconciling adversaries. The biggest peacemaker, you already know, the biggest peacemaker is our Lord Jesus Christ. Look what it says in Romans 5.10. Romans 5.10 says this. 
For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, listen, to God, by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You see that? God, Jesus Christ, reconciles us with God. We were enemies of God. And many people out there without Jesus, they think they can talk to God just like that. But they don't realize that the Bible says the contrary. If, we, if you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you are considered an enemy of God, according to the Bible. We, all believers, are also called to be peacemakers. We have been called to be led by the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. On, on Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And when he's talking about peace here, he's talking about in, internal peace, but at the same time, peace with others. If we have peace with God, we can show that, that peace. We can be peacemakers. We can show that peace that we have in us to the others, to the people around us. It's very clear that God wants us to be also peacemakers. Point number one, we're going to see his meekness, talking about Moses. But then you would say, what is the definition of meekness? The dictionary says, it is the fact um, or, 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 or condition, sorry, is the fact or condition of being meek, submiss, sub, uh, submissiveness. Some similar meanings are patience and long-suffering. You see that? Some similar meanings are patience and long-suffering. How difficult is for us to be humble and patient? We pride ourselves with very little things, and we think they are big things. Just think about it. For a minute. Everything we hear around us, in the media, in the magazines, TV programs, is just about how we can feel better at all costs. And that means putting our pride first. Putting us first is actually contrary to God's word. And we don't give us the joy we would like to have and many people are looking for. Putting others first in the country, caring for others Putting other people in front of us will give us peace and long-lasting joy because this comes from God. That's what the Bible teaches. Just think about this. The things we buy, where we spend our money, our plans, are just for us. We don't even think about other people's necessities or what other people is going through. For example, um, our brothers and sisters at church. Do you know what's going on with uh, your brothers and sisters in, in at church? What's going on with them? If they have any necessities, if they are, uh, if they if they don't have a job or things like that, you know what? Our pride is in the way all the time. We all suffer with that. Some suffer more or have it more, but some others less. But we all have it, and God wants us to deal with it. With his word. The way, the, the way we talk. The way we talk to people. Analyze that for a second. Are you a Christian believer? So how do you talk to people? Do you even say hi? 
Do you ever say hi to people around you? How do you talk to new people at work? Or here at church? Or at the store when you're buying something? Our pride is always in the way. So God worked with Moses for many years. You probably know the story already. He lived in Egypt as part of the royalty. He was rich, actually, and and maybe with a lot of pride. Then he was a shepherd. What a change, huh? For 40 years, 40 years being a shepherd, 40 years living as as part of the royalty. And then at the age of 80, God called him to serve him. So if you think right now that you're too old or that, I don't know, you're not able to serve the Lord, well, right now God is saying, well, it's time for you to serve the Lord. You're still on time to serve the Lord in different ways. Here at church we have different opportunities to a lot of people. Actually, I'm, I'm very full here, but you know, sometimes I want, to jump, I want to jump in that Sunday bus and go and help. But the reality is that I can't. It's too much. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes I imagine people, you know, um, the pleasure that it's uh, being in that, in, in that bus, for example, and just picking up kids, you know, that uh, sometimes their, their parents just send them, go, go to church, and the, their parents don't even come to church. I maybe, you know, being there and give them a hug. Or something. There are so many areas where we uh, can serve. So 40 years, at the age of 80, he was called, God called him to serve. God wants to work with us as well. He wants to make us understand. And sometimes, or many times, he would use trials and hardships. Trials and hardships to, uh, to break that pride. It is the only way, it is the only way in many cases. So, God uses all these things to talk to us. I think we have to work more on being humbler for the Lord. Humbler to represent our Savior wherever we go. Being humble is not being weak. You know that? Being humble is not being weak. Strong people are humble. We ought to be more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. But we need to pray for this. We really have to pray for this. This is not a simple task. We have to pray to be controlled by the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. And we will do a lot better in everything we do. We really have to pray. We cannot do this in our own flesh. Moses, according to the Bible, was humble. He was patient, was doing his best to do God's will. First Thessalonians 5, look for this verse. First Thessalonians 5, on verse 17. First, I'm going to give you some time there. It's a little book. First Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, verse 17. Probably you, it's a very, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. Maybe you know it by heart. It is very simple. If you don't know any verses, you can memorize this one. Pray without ceasing. <laughs> Pray without ceasing. It's just very short. Very short. But you, you can keep it in your mind every time. You know what? We need to memorize the Bible. It's very important. And this very, very simple verse, or not simple, but very short verse, you know, every time we're going through a situation... Just remember this verse. 
pray without ceasing all the time. You know, when I, before I got uh, to, uh, b- before I was saved, I thought that to be able to, to pray to God, I, I needed to go to church, to uh, some type of church or something, and then, and then pray to God there. But according to the Bible, we can pray at all times. When you're walking, when you're at, uh, driving, when you're leaving home, anytime. You're waking, you're waking up in the middle of the night, pray, pray. You don't have to, you know, you have the Holy Spirit. If, you're, if you've been saved, if you're saved, you have this, the Holy Spirit within you. Just pray all the time. That's why the Bible says here, pray without ceasing for everything. So we ought to pray for everything, including this part of you know, to be humble to God and His ways. You and I can do it alone. We don't need anybody else. Yeah, the Bible says that we have to get together and, and it's better if we get together and we come to church and pray, but we can pray alone. We can talk to Him alone. He's our Father. How would you talk to your Father? How would you talk to, I, I don't know, a friend, a close friend? He's our friend. We can talk to Him at all times and about everything. Our fears, our struggles, everything. So pray without ceasing. We ought to pray. But we ought to decide to put it into practice. Uh, we don't do anything to just keep it, keeping it in our minds. We have to make a decision every single day. We have to really make a decision to believe and to put prayer in practice. You know, some people just pray for one second, two seconds. And, and yeah, so, sometimes we can pray very, very short. I mean, but we can talk to God. We can just pray to Him. Talk to Him at all times. We have to make that decision and say, you know, you know, Lord, every time I'm going to do something. Every time I'm going to make a, a decision. Every time I'm going to do something is more. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to pray and God is going to guide it. Even, even with our imperfection, we make a lot of mistakes. But we can pray and God is going to guide us. Just pray. So let's work more on these great characteristics so we can represent our Lord much better in our lives. I'm going to give you, I'm going to share with you a few passages about this first point. Matthew 5, 5 says this, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers. Again, I'm going to read again. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of of God. And then another one. Psalm 147.6 says, The Lord lifted up the meek. He casted the wicked down to the ground. I think this is very clear. I think the word of God is very clear. He's telling us here that we have to work on this. We have to really work on this. Our life is going to be much better. It's going to be much better. Being humble, being patient, maybe seen weak by the world, but not by God. The Lord lifted up the meek. When I was reading these verses, I was like, lifted up the meek. You see? And then, it says in that, far, in, in that uh, last part of the psalm, it says, that he casted the wicked down to the ground. So he's making a reference that if we were not meek, we could be considered wicked. You see what the Lord is saying here? We really have to work on this. Point number two. 
his strength. We're talking about Moses, about three characteristics from Moses' life. Second point is his strength. Moses said to God in Exodus 33.15, you can read it with me, you can be with me there if you wish. Exodus 33.15 And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. So, Moses' strength was in the Lord and not himself. He asked God to go with him to be able to do what he commanded him to do. The Lord was his strength. Our strength should be the Lord. Anything we want to do in life, we ought to put our strength and our thoughts in God and God will bless us. We gain confidence on God when we listen to him. When we let him speak to, to us through his word. His words are life and are true. We can lean on God and his word with confidence. But let me ask you something tonight. How often are you reading God's book, the Bible? Are you reading your Bible enough? Do you think you're reading your Bible enough? And then, how often are you praying? How often do you pray? How can you and I be more blessed if we don't read God's word enough? Moses had a close relationship with God. He wanted to fellowship with God more and more. He talked to God and God talked to him. That's how it works. It's very simple. You talk to him, he talks to you. Talk to God in your prayers, but listen to him by reading his word. Let's read his word more every day. If you have a Bible, please read it as much as possible and year after year. It doesn't matter. You finish it, you start all over again. You know, you're always going to learn something. God is going to talk to you in different ways, in different seasons of your life, but He's going to always teach you something. And then you go to another passage and you go, but I read this already. How come I didn't see this? You read it again and you go like, but I read this already three years in a row and now I'm, what is He telling me? So He knows what we're going through and He's going to teach us. But if you don't read God's Word, how can you be blessed? And this is, a very weak spot for many Christians. People say, I don't want to read. I don't want to read the Bible. I don't like reading. I, uh, you know, it's a big book and I just, uh, I don't want to read. But right now with the technology, you can put it in your car. You can, you can listen to it. You can do so many things. Instead of listening to all kinds of other things that we, that we listen to sometimes. Moses was also weak and had no confidence in him, on himself. Before he met the Lord, he was like that. Look what he said on Exodus 4. Exodus 4, verse 10. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, Neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech, 
Ano fa is long, is, is low tongue. You see what he was saying? He didn't have any confidence in him. He was like, I can't do anything. He was feeling like that. But then look, look what the Lord says. Look at what the Lord says in 4.11. And this is just a beautiful passage. Exodus 4.11 says, And the Lord said unto him, Who had made man's mouth? And who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Verse 12 says, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth. And teach thee what thou shalt say. You see, if you're afraid of talking to people, if you're afraid of sharing the gospel, if you're afraid of talking to someone about God, just put your, your strength in the Lord and He's going to guide you. But what happens if you don't have a relationship with God? If, if you just come to church and, uh, you know, it's like a religious thing and you don't have that close relationship with God, then you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to listen to Him. We're not going to be able to listen to Him. You know, you can compare that with a close friend that maybe you have. Maybe you, maybe you talk to your friend and you already know that he's sad or maybe he's having some issues and you go like, hey, what's going on with you? I mean, something is going on with you, you know. Why are you talking like that? Or why are you not calling me? Or whatever. But if you're not talking to God, how can you know what are the ways that God wants you to the things that you, God wants you to do. How? It's, 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 not, it's not by magic. We have to have that relationship with God every day. So Moses' strength came from God. And we should do the same. We should follow that path. We are full of fears and unknowns. And we let the, this evil world fill us with, with uh, uh, our heads and our hearts uh, our, our heads and our hearts with distress and desperation. But God is there waiting for us to seek Him every morning, every day, and every night. Our strength should be on the Lord 100% like Moses. Every step of the way and every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. Just follow Moses' path. We're going to be okay. We are in God's hands. Point number three, his faith. Moses' faith. So Moses had faith. He believed what God said. And then through him, God did many miracles. Huge and incredible miracles. Many, many mighty things. Many times we stop moving forward in our work for the Lord. Or even our own plans for the lack of faith. We hesitate so many times, too much. We think we believe. We think we have faith. But God wants real faith. That one that can move mountains. That faith that removes fear and sadness from our heart. That faith that makes us accomplish God's plans for our lives. Faith removes all fears from our hearts. That's for sure. I can tell you that because it happened to me. I was full of fears. But now my, my, my strength and my security is in the Lord. And every time I, I feel any type of fear about anything, I just go to the Lord. Go to His Word. 
And He's faithful. And He gives us the strength. So, let's lean on the Lord. Look what it says on Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. Hebrews 11, 24. Hebrews eleven twenty four says, By faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. That's very clear as well. Do you, you, do you see what masses did? Sometimes we don't come to church because we, wanna, we think we're going to find joy and, and happiness in other things. You know, before I came to the Lord, I, 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 I just love soccer. I, many people don't like soccer, Katie, right? But let's say football. Okay? <laughs> so, sports, right? Sports. And every Sunday, I was just watching sports all day long from the morning to the afternoon. And then at the end, like at 7 p.m., I was like, Oh, what a waste of day. Just watching all these sports all day. Uh, you know, waking up very early. I remember uh, a very important soccer game, waking up at 4 a.m. Why wouldn't you just wake up at 4 to pray? Why don't you just wake up at 5 to pray instead of just waking up to go and to watch a game or, or do something else? You see what the, what the, what the faith does? What the, that, that relationship with, with God does? That's what happened to Moses. He made a true decision to have faith in God, to trust Him no matter what. He decided to lose many things to pursue God's calling. But in God's grace, and by my own experience, the reality is that He, we don't or won't lose anything. Whatever we give to God, anything we give to God, time, money, love, sacrifices. He has paid for all that already in abundance. He has already paid. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith it's impossible. Look at that. It's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently, look at that, diligently Seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Keep that in your mind. It's not a simple thing. We have to come to God and look for Him diligently. We can, lean, we can learn many things from these verses. But the reality is that faith comes from a relationship, relationship with the Lord. It comes from the fellowship with the Lord more and more. As much as we can. We all know that life is difficult. In different many and many ways. We all have struggles and hardships. But with faith in the Lord. We are going to be able to overcome anything that comes to us. Anything that comes to us. Jesus himself. Listen. Jesus himself. Went to visit a town where he could not do much. The Bible says that he went to his own country and then he says this on Matthew thirteen fifty eight. Matthew thirteen fifty eight. The Bible says, And he did not 
I mean, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. So be careful with your faith. Be careful with your faith. Don't let wrong thoughts come to fill your mind. We must be careful with things we listen to. Things we watch. Evil things that can penetrate our mind. And then those things are going to make us doubt the Lord. It's as simple as that. Sometimes it's difficult for many people to believe. Even people here at church tonight don't really believe. Even people listening to this tonight don't really believe. Can you imagine being with Moses when he, when he opened the ocean? Can you picture that in your mind? Opening the ocean? Can you think about opening the ocean? That's only one of the great miracles God did through Moses. He used Moses, he used Moses because he had faith. He had faith. His faith in God was so great that he went to talk to Pharaoh. It's like going to talk to the president or just going to talk to the king of England. Just like that. And say, somebody told me something. He went to talk to Pharaoh. He told the Israelites to follow him because I am had sent him. By faith, he guided them. By faith, he went up to the mountain to talk to God and came down with the Ten Commandments. God worked through Moses because he believed in him and he truly believed in him. Moses was a peacemaker between God and the Israelites. When issues arose, he intervened and pleaded to the Lord and God listened to him. He had a heart for God and was willing to do what God asked him to do. He even went to God to try to help his people after they sinned. Let's look at Deuteronomy 9.25. Deuteronomy 9.25. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 9.25. You know, in Spanish, it's, it's Deuteronomio. <laughs> in English, it's Deuteronomy 9.25. Similar, but uh, a little complicated. Uh, Deuteronomy 9.25 says, Thus I fell down before the Lord forty days and forty nights, as I fell down at the first, because the Lord had said He would destroy you. I prayed therefore unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, destroy not thy people and thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness, which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. He put his life on the line talking for his people, being a peacemaker to save his people. So my question is, are you a peacemaker with your people? Are you a peacemaker with your people? What about at home? What about at work? What about here at church? Do you have this thought in your mind Constantly? Do you, do you put it in practice? Do you at least try? God wants us to be peacemakers. But you can't do this without the Lord Jesus Christ. Without Him it's impossible. Our flesh is always in the middle. 
So I hope, I hope you have learned something this night. Something from this Bible study as I did when I was working on it. This is just a reminder for all of us Christians about what we should be doing on a daily basis. Seeking the Lord, seeking His presence, reading His Word more and more. Looking for constant fellowship with God. Being more patient and being more humble, but at the same time bold for God's tasks. And to put His Word into practice every day. We ought to make that decision within us. So let's keep these characteristics present in our lives and let's be peacemakers. Let's show, let's show the whole world our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And fourth to last is homework. I know Pastor never leave, leaves homework, but I'm going to leave you a, a homework. <laughs> okay. Just think to put it into practice, please. A, let's decide and work more to be meek and to be patient. B, let's be strong in God and not in our own strength. C, let's believe. Let's have more faith in God. Those three things I wanted to leave you as homework. And to close the Bible study tonight, I will leave you with this verse, which is one of my favorites. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, But as is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. Let's pray. And we finish for tonight. Brother Sean Alexander, will you please help me pray to finish? Thank you so much.